0: Thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 17 of Impact Boom. My name is Tom Allen, I'm the director of 7 Positive, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're in Barcelona speaking with Guido Chadoski. Co-Founder and Innovation Strategy Director at DROP. DROP is an experienced innovation company focused on the creation of new products and services. Guido is also the Director of the Innovation Lab at the ASADE MBA. He is a lecturer in Innovation, Lean Startup and Design Thinking Applied to Business in different programs at ASADE, including the Executive MBA. He's also the Program Coordinator of the Innovation Strategies and an Entrepreneurship Masters at the European Institute for Design. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss how Guido believes innovation strategies can be used to create positive social and environmental impact. We'll talk about a range of Gido's projects which sit at the intersection of service design and product design. And we'll talk about innovation and entrepreneurship education and what Guido is doing in the classroom to foster a culture of innovation mindsets. Guido, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much for being here, Tom. We're in a beautiful studio here in the Robe 22 district in Barcelona. Guido, can you please share a little bit about your
1: background in design and innovation? Sure. I, I'm from Argentina. I studied industrial design and the continuous social crisis in Argentina has a, quite a lot of impact on, on how designers mm. uh, address our profession yeah so the, the sensitive to, to, to social impact of our work is, is really present mm. uh, I started working as a designer uh, when I finished the first year of my degree yeah. so in the middle of the career I started working while I continued studying so I've had a full-time job as a designer in the morning or during the day and yeah. I studied by nights in Argentina there are three schedule yeah. that, that you can have morning afternoons or night and it was a small company, a small design studio, mm-hmm. focused on, on retail and, and point of sale material. Yep. And I was the only designer, wow. 20 years old. I was the only industrial designer and very Getting soon... Getting thrown all of the projects. Yes. And, and very soon I was uh, managing on my mm-hmm. own projects of 150k for mm-hmm. Unilever yep. uh, with just 20 years old. And mm-hmm. that, that was a lot of learning, very quick learning on, mm-hmm. on the reality. Yeah. of the profession. In 2001, the, with the big, last big crisis of Argentina, mm. the company closed yep. and I continued working uh, as a freelance with, mm. the, with the customers that, that we have the client and that was my first contact with entrepreneurship. I went with a project with Revlon going to pick up the briefing, conceptualization, the the commercial proposal, design, validation, design development, engineering, vendors management, manufacturing management, putting the uh, displays in the boxes, closing the boxes, putting the boxes (laughs) on the truck, delivering the boxes to the client, invoicing and goodbye the whole end to end so that, that that was a very good learning on, mm. on how to deal with uncertainty how to deal with projects mm. uh, as an entrepreneur yeah. so that that's something that really marked me after that well, I finished my studies in, in industrial design in, in Buenos Aires yeah. I graduated in the University of Buenos Aires and then I moved to Miami mm. where my family had moved three years back yeah. in, uh, with the crisis and I had been there half a year more or less mm. and then I moved to, to Europe mm-hmm. to to Barcelona to continue studying excellent and I started my PhD in project innovation mm-hmm. uh, because I at that time I started to feel that design is not enough uh, design is a key part of innovation but mm. it's not solving the big problem yeah. so innovation is what helps you to have this big picture mm. that later you will design that fundamental part but yeah it helps you to have this Understand what is the problem you should be solving. Mm, mm. Uh, I didn't finish the PhD. I stopped at the master's level Which is the title here in Spain is the DEA, the Advanced Research Studies degree or something like that Mm -hmm. And I stopped that in 2007. At that time it was more or less like a joke. I I said I'm not quitting the PhD I'm just postponing it for 10 or 15 years. This year it's 10 years Of that, and I am going to continue (laughs) this (laughs) year and and go for the PhD. Fantastic! Uh, So it was not that much Mm -hmm. of a joke. After the this, I started after this uh, degree in innovation. I started working uh, at HP as a as a designer, Mm -hmm. an industrial designer, for large format printers. In the meantime, I did a post in business innovation Mm -hmm. because I understood that innovation is not only about creativity or or understanding the problem, it's about business. Mm -hmm. Not only to make money, it needs to be sustainable. So you need to manage money at the end, resources to make things happen. So Mm -hmm. that's why I go into business and Mm -hmm. that's naturally took me into this field where I'm working now, which is design thinking, innovation and design, because at the end, implementation is what counts. So what is it that drives you to work in this field of innovation and design? To to move into innovation, I think that what drove me here was like, I wanted my projects to have a bigger impact. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to make another nice piece of furniture. Mm. Uh, It Wasn't challenging, it's okay, but I think the world just doesn't need another chair. Yeah, It's yeah. okay to have chairs, but the chairs problem is solved. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to have higher impact with what I do. So that's why I'm moving to innovation, which is pretty similar mm-hmm. on you know, the process to design. And designers have been doing this process like for decades, I don't know, maybe the sixties or seventies. Yeah. But introducing the layer of business and, and technology and, and so on, that's not so common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm interested about people at the end. Innovation is is about people, Mm. people's needs, the the the, the, the problems you're going to solve, and also in-house. You need to convince people within the organizations to make things. At the end, there's a guy, always, there's a guy who makes the decision, and you need to have everybody on board. You Mm -hmm. need to understand everybody involved in the value chain, and everybody involved inside the company, every stakeholder, Mm -hmm. vendors marketing director, supplier, whatever, operations, management, whatever. And to make and to create value to everybody involved. Mm. Otherwise, things will not happen. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. So, from a
0: project perspective, which projects have you had recently that you're perhaps most proud of? And which ones do you believe have successfully created some sort of social or positive
1: impact? The latest projects we have done here at, at DROP that we have a lot of impact are uh, robots. Mm-hmm. Robots is a huge trend and mm-hmm. we... Uh, what sort of robots? Robots humanoid, half-humanoid, let's say. It's uh, for the Italian Institute of Technology, mm-hmm. which is a research center. Yep. They are high-class uh, research center on, on robotics. Yep. And now they are investigating on how to reach the market. Mm-hmm. Basically, they are Working for other research centers, yep. and now it's the time to to go to market. So, mm-hmm. we have been on, on defining and understanding needs and, and opportunities in different sectors where robots could give value, mm-hmm. and what kind of robots. What we define the the topology of robots mm-hmm. that we should build, and then we design that, mm-hmm. and Excellent. we're working a lot with them. Mm-hmm. And other project which has, I think, a lot of impact. Uh, it's a a little project but very interesting which is called uh, Discovering Matias mm. which comes from a, a, a book yep. from a personal coach. Her name is Claudia Bruna and she's she's a professional coach yeah. using coaching methodologies for families and kids. Mm. And she has written this book and is having quite a lot of success. It's very interesting but at the end, although this book has a lot of games and activities yep. and, and tries to force you to do things mm. not just read, it's still a book. Yeah. So at the end the parents read the book and yeah, you can get maybe 10% or 15 Yeah. and that's it. So we help her to identify these needs and, and create a, a game mm-hmm. out of the book. So using these tools and, and methods of uh, coaching for families and, and kids, yeah. parents and kids. I create a game to use and apply these hmm. methodologies. So you get out of the book and you get into real life, and make fun uh, with with the kids on using these Excellent. methodologies and, and, and generate a positive change. Excellent. So I think it's a it's a very little project that yeah. could have a lot of lot of impact. Excellent. Another project that I think it's very very relevant from the social perspective is uh, where which I, I was involved as a professor for three years. There were already three editions of this project, which is called CBI, Challenge-Based Innovation, Mm -hmm. with CERN, the European Center of Nuclear Research, which is a project where we collaborated. Uh, I collaborated as a professor from ID, and it's involved ID, ESADE, and UPC. Mm -hmm. So it's design, business, and technology, students collaborating in multidisciplinary teams, Mm -hmm working on social challenges, big social challenges, yeah. and applying certain technologies mm. to bring these technologies to a society. Wow. Uh, one of the projects from the past year was uh, about refugee camps mm-hmm. and how to improve their living conditions on, on refugees camps, mm. which is a huge problem now. Yeah, absolutely. And the students came up with a solution with, uh, about microgrids to manage uh, electricity Mm. Uh, within the camps because they identified that electricity or energy mm. is behind every other problem. Yeah. So improving energy conditions would improve all the other mm. uh, assets yeah. of the refugee camps. Yeah. And they understood that energy generation was not that much as a problem, mm. but energy management was a bigger problem. Mm. And they created these microgrids which is a very, very interesting concept. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really hoping they move forward with this project. For example, in this case, uh, one of the students went to a refugee camp to do ethnographic research Mm -hmm. and interviews. It it Mm -hmm. was a very in-depth research behind the the project. Excellent. Guido, we're talking a lot
0: about innovation. So could you please define what innovation is and perhaps give us an example of a successful innovation strategy?
1: I think at the end, uh, innovation is about creating value. Mm. It's about creating value for the user, but understanding really that the user is not only the end user. It's all the users involved in the value chain. It's mm. every stakeholder involved in the value chain, as I said before, inside the company and outside the company. Mm. Uh, for example, the user of a bike, a little could be a little girl. Yeah, but who's prescribing that bike could be her mother, mm. and the need of her, the mother could be safety. Yeah. But who's purchasing actually the bike could be the grandmother. So her need, need is to make the biggest impact to mm. her grand, granddaughter. Sure. But who's selling that bike is the retailer. His need is mm. the minimum footprint, no phone calls to, with, with problems or whatever. Yeah. So we need to understand everybody mm. in this value chain, mm. and of course, the Little girl, and yep. she wants to have these frozen graphics on it or, and make the uh, super fancy yep. uh, show off with, with her friends. Mm. So, we need to understand everybody and create value for all of them. Mm. It's about identifying opportunities through user research, market research, benchmarking, etc. Yep. A lot of methods and tools, then prioritize based on the criteria. Mm. Could be business, could be social impact, could be. Yep whatever, then you conceptualize solutions that you validate, you contrast that uh, with customers, with different stakeholders, Mm -hmm. then you prototype. Prototype is a key in innovation. You need to create things to take conversation to another level. Mm -hmm. It's completely different to show a PowerPoint to somebody and explain how this product would work and how fantastic this would behave then take a cardboard box of that idea yeah. and start talking about that cardboard box. Yeah. That takes the conversation to another level. So then it's about prototyping, testing, and validation. Mm. It's deeply related with design. Design is a key part of innovation because yeah. I think that the word is the how. So it's not that technology that you have. It's not that fantastic technology. It's mm. how you deliver yeah. that technology. And yeah. how you deliver at the end is design. Mm. Innovation also is uh, an attitude, Mm. it's a personal attitude, or a cultural attitude uh, within the company. It's about feeling comfortable with uncertainty, Mm. it's about understanding that you don't have all the answers and it's okay. So you cannot measure innovation with the same metrics that you are measuring R&D traditional projects. Mm. We need to redefine metrics to measure innovation.
0: Very interesting. A conversation I've been having recently with various people is around how Europe's changed since the crisis in 2007 and seven, eight, and how we can then apply innovation, or social innovation, in a way that tackles some of the issues that have stemmed from that. Do you have any ideas around how innovation can be used to, to create opportunities from some of these challenges? I think that's the biggest challenges.
1: I think it's about using design thinking and, and innovation methodologies at the end, this is a process, mm-hmm. and it, it's about understanding the problem, Yeah, and understanding the problem, it's about user research, talking mm-hmm. to people, talking to institutions, talking, but at the end, institutions are people, mm-hmm. they are managed by, there's a guy, there's always a guy you can talk to, making decisions. Yeah. So it's about, of course, having the buy-in of top management in companies, or political buy-in, yeah. Yeah. of course, to make changes, big changes, you need buy-in from mm-hmm. higher, upper management. Yeah. Then it's about framing the problem, reframing what is already uh, established, rethinking that, reframing that, identifying opportunities mm. not only to generate new services or better way to provide services yeah. to, to citizens, could be also cost-saving opportunities yeah. because it's about putting the value where it really needs to be. Mm-hmm. So I think yes, using design thinking could be uh, a way to tackle some of the huge challenges that, sure. that we have Excellent. on
0: the Excellent. table. Guido, you've been in Spain now for, for quite a few years. How have you seen the design industry change in Spain the
1: last five or so years? And what do you think the future holds for this sector? Um, I think it's a pretty global trend. The the, the merge of physit, physical and, and digital design uh, world is, is there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, design professions would move towards this, this overlapping of, yeah. of design professions. Mm-hmm. And there's some contradiction also because there's uh, an arising of super-specialized designers, like designers of, of apps for that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding, but it's a super-specialization. Yeah. But at the same time, as there are so complex, the problems we are dealing with, we need these super-specialized designers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we need super-generalist Designers that have mm. the big picture yeah. and can manage these super complex solutions or, or assets or pieces into a global experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this, let's say, contradiction. So we need super specialized yep. designers and super generalist designers. Mm. Also, for the future, I think that it's going to continue growing uh, service design, interaction design, user experience design. Industrial design would be more and more sophisticated. Mm. So designers or industrial designers, for example, with IoT, Internet of Things, when the table has Internet, who's going to design it? An industrial designer or an experienced designer? Mm. Both of them. So designers would be more sophisticated on their skills. Mm. Uh, and, and the evolution of technology, we are getting rid of screens. How would we interact with things yeah. with moving our hands in the air with a blink of an eye how so this it's the, the, there would be a huge need of design in the following we- years mm. to, to start dealing with with this massive wave of, of technology that, that's coming for example with, with the, the washing machine would have IoT what does it mean yeah how would we interact yeah. with that your underwear is going to go flying to the you, you, you can decide with your app is there a drone that would pick up your clothes? Mm. What, what's going to happen? I, mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things
0: sure. coming. You're, you're involved a lot with education, uh, education design thinking and innovation. So what do you believe we can be doing in the classroom as educators to foster this culture of, of innovative mindsets, but people who understand
1: the consequences of their actions and what they design? I think the basic thing is getting the students out of the classroom and the computer. Hmm. It's getting out there and talking to people, Hmm. real people, in real environments, and really see what's happening, really Hmm. see by themselves and experience the pains of the people you are working for. Hmm. Uh, Of course, desk research is very important, and uh, it's evident, but getting out of the the classroom is what can really help us to to have this big picture Mm. other thing is multidisciplinary teams but really multidisciplinary teams not having an industrial designer and a service designer and a visual designer yeah that it's okay but in real life you work with a business manager you work with an engineer Mm. you work with an operations director which have very very different needs Mm. and 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 products Mm that you need to deal with in real life. So I think this example I explained from CBI, this experience of working of three universities with different uh, students from business, design and engineering has a lot of potential Mm. on on, on really foster innovation and understand how to work in real life.
0: Are there any specific tools or processes that you
1: use uh, that you believe are particularly effective? In general, design thinking, uh, lean startup, and, and then going more into specific tools: yeah. ethnographic research, customer journey mapping, empathy mapping, yeah. business model canvas, the lean canvas. I think it, which I find more actionable than the business model mm. canvas in, in early stages. Yeah. I think these tools are very, very helpful to to visualize at the end mm. is uh, visualizing what you are doing, yeah. uh, not just writing powerpoints and putting up uh, slide deck. Just building things. Mm. Uh, it's really about visualisation and prototyping. Gino, what advice
0: would you give to the students listening who want to use their careers to generate a better world and, and use their work for, for projects that have some
1: sort of positive impact? Uh, although it might sound a bit naive, I, I would say just do it. Mm. Just follow your passion. Follow your dreams and, and do it. Mm. Uh, it's, it's about you, at the end, you can always find an excuse uh, not to do it. Like, no, I have no money, I have no contacts, I'm too busy, I'm whatever. Yes, you can find always an excuse, but if you really are sure about what you want, if you really put all your effort, your passion, your talent, mm. I'm sure you can achieve what you want. Yeah. Maybe you would not change the complete world, but you can really Start making a change. Excellent. So uh, how to start, I would say, look for a problem you want to solve. Might be a very little one. Identify, it, clearly identify the problem you're solving and go for it. Mm. Start small, very small, but think big. Excellent, It's great advice. Guido, have you come across any
0: inspiring projects or social innovation initiatives in Spain recently which you believe are creating some excellent change?
1: Uh, there's this, you know, the Mobile World Capital. Yep. Uh, and they have this M-Schools initiative, which uh, it's an initiative that um, what they do is to generate a new way of learning and teaching. They, with these M-Schools, they, they have reached more than 4,000 students uh, that learn how to design and prototype apps. Mm-hmm. Young kids, uh, teenagers or, or even younger. And what they are doing at the end is putting this little seed on, on, on kids that would make the change. Mm. They are going to make the change mm. and, and, and putting this seed on, on entrepreneurial spirit and, and improving their digital skills mm. is what would make the change. Sure. I think education is where we need to start with. Yeah. Uh, education is what is going to make us a more innovative society. Mm. So starting with kids, I think it's is the key.
0: Excellent. There's been some great insights today, Guido. Yeah. To finish off, could you please share three or four design books? that you believe uh, would be
1: inspiring for the listeners? I would say more than design, it's, I would say, innovation, yeah, it's yeah. A more general. One book I read uh, last year was pretty interesting, I found it, is uh, the ten, Type ten, 10 Types of Innovation, mm-hmm. from Larry Keilly. Yep. Another one, it's uh, Talking to Humans, from GIF, Constable, mm-hmm. it's a free PDF, it's a very interesting in, in how to engage and understand how to engage and talk to people and, and interview and identify Excellent. insights. And although it's a bit old now, the business model generation uh, from Alexander Oswald, mm-hmm. which helps you to really frame yeah. what you are doing, to, to see what's happening mm-hmm. and, and to not forget parts of, you know, during the, the process. Fantastic. Thanks very much for your excellent insights today and and
0: the time you've given, and we look forward to touching base in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact, every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.